Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Actors know their worth, and so will often hold out for a much bigger number on the studio's paycheck for any specific movie. However, there are times when an actor doesn't actually have much interest in the role at all, and so in order to test the studio's own desire for them, we'll make a frankly silly demand which should ensure that they're basically priced out of the field. Surprisingly though, the following actors were lucky enough to have their ridiculous requests actually accepted. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are eight actors who made ridiculous movie demands so they wouldn't be hired, but still were. Number eight, Arnold Schwarzenegger demanded $30 million and other perks, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Though the prospect of a third Terminator film had been much discussed following the mammoth success of 1991's T2, Arnold Schwarzenegger long vowed that he wouldn't ever agree to make the movie without James Cameron also returning to direct. Schwarzenegger held his line firmly for the better part of a decade, until he met with Cameron while a threequel was being mulled over once again. The director felt that the T-800 character was as much Schwarzenegger's as his own, and so encouraged Arnie to ask for a stupid amount of money and see how the studio would respond. While the actor had no real interest in a third film without Cameron then, he followed the filmmaker's advice, acting for a stonking 30 million payoff player fee, meaning that once the contract was signed, he would be guaranteed that sum, whether the film was made or not. The negotiation process ended up going on for 18 months, with the contract receiving 21 drafts as Schwarzenegger continued to angle for more benefits. This included an instant $3 million payout upon signing the contract, an extra $1.6 million for every single week the movie went over schedule, a $1.5 million allowance for private jets, and numerous other perks such as 24-hour bodyguards and on-call limousines. And the incredible thing is, Arnie actually got every single thing he asked for. Considering he was only paid $750,000 for the original movie and $15 million for T2, he sure as hell drove a hard bargain. Number 8. Jay Davidson demanded $1 million, Stargate. Jay Davidson sought to fame overnight following the release of Neil Jordan's superb 1992 thriller The Crying Game, earning a Best Supporting Actor Oscar nomination in his first ever acting role. Davidson's acting chops quickly caught the eye of mega-budget Hollywood producers, and he was offered the role of Ra, the powerful humanoid alien in Roland Emmerich's Stargate. But Davidson had grown weary of the spotlight after the intense attention he received from The Crying Game, and as such had little desire to act in such a high-profile sci-fi movie. And so, rather than simply refuse the part, he demanded what he considered an absurd asking fee of $1 million, a not insignificant fraction of the film's $55 million budget for just a supporting role. 
To Davidson's surprise though, MGM actually agreed the fee, and he went on to appear in the film despite having no real interest in doing so beyond the obvious absurd payday involved. Unsurprisingly then, Davidson promptly retired from acting after Stargate, something a million dollar gig makes far easier to do admittedly. Number 6. Amanda Seyfried spent her audition demanding to leave, Alpha Dog. Amanda Seyfried appeared in the 2006 crime drama Alpha Dog as Julie Beckley, the girlfriend of the doomed murder victim Zach Mazursky. But when Seyfried, who had just shot to fame after appearing in Mean Girls, went to audition for the part, presumably at the behest of her agent, she couldn't disguise her disinterest in the role. According to one of the film's casting directors, Matthew Barry, the actress sat down for the audition and began crying, telling him, quote, I just don't want to be here. I want to go home. I'm tired and I miss my family and I don't want to be in your stupid movie, end quote. Now, I just want to point out that there is, of course, nothing wrong with saying that you want to leave somewhere if you're uncomfortable or even just don't want to do something. However, this makes it on the list because, well, there's no better way to try and not get an acting job than literally saying that you don't even want to be in the audition room. Rather than just send her on her way though, Barry and his team asked why she didn't want the part, at which point she spoke extensively about the film and the character, and because the casting directors dug that little bit deeper and they talked it out, they were eventually able to see eye to eye and Seafried did take the role. Number 5. Jackie Chan demanded $15 million, 15% of the box office, and overseas distribution rights, Rush Hour 3. As much as the Rush Hour movies helped propel Jackie Chan to a stratospheric level of global fame, the actor hasn't exactly held back his true opinions on the franchise. Back in 2012, Chan actually confessed that he disliked Rush Hour the most of all his Hollywood movies. He said, quote, I have reasons to do each film. I have something to say. Unlike Rush Hour, there was no reason in making it. You just give me the money and I'm fine. I dislike Rush Hour the most, but ironically it sold really well in the US and Europe, end quote. With this in mind then, Chan also drove up his demands for each of the two buddy cop sequels. Rush Hour 3 saw him demand a coveted pay or play contract to the tune of $15 million, in addition to 15% of the box office backend and distribution rights to the film in both China and Hong Kong. Chan's requests were accepted, and given that the film grossed $258.1 million worldwide, this ensured that he walked away with a minimum of $53.7 million. And considering that Rush Hour 3's overall budget was a massive $150 million though, its middling box office performance, almost $100 million less than Rush Hour 2, must have left the studio feeling a little bit sore. Number 4. Vin Diesel demanded the rights to the Riddick franchise, The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Nobody could have ever anticipated the trajectory of the Fast and Furious franchise, which had several early, potentially series-derailing hiccups, such as star Vin Diesel opting not to return for the second film, Too Fast, Too Furious. By the time the third film was going into production, neither Diesel nor Paul Walker were anywhere to be seen, and with the focus now on a younger cast, it seemed like the franchise was destined to flame out sooner rather than later. In fact, a test screening shook Universal's faith in the IP enough that they ended up reaching out to Diesel, practically begging him to shoot a cameo role to be incorporated into the film's final scene. Diesel, who was effectively out of the franchise by this point and seemingly assumed that it was a dying horse like almost everyone else at the time, agreed to film the cameo on one condition. Rather than ask for any money, Diesel demanded that Universal relinquish ownership over the Riddick franchise, allowing the actor to make his own movies based on the character in the future. 
considering that Universal had just spent $120 million on the Chronicles of Riddick just two years earlier, giving up the IP was a titanic ask, and yet Universal ultimately ended up accepting Diesel's terms. Given that the Chronicles of Riddick was a major box office bomb, Universal hedged their bets that it was way more financially worthwhile to have Diesel inject some life back into Fast and Furious, and they were absolutely right. Diesel went on to make a third Riddick film in 2013, with a more sensible $38 million budget, and it was a modest commercial success. With the Fast and Furious now a billion dollar box off behemoth though, everything clearly worked out for the best here. Number 3, Marlon Brando demanded $3.7 million, 11.75% of all profits, and not having to learn lines. Superman. In the case of Marlon Brando's appearance as Superman's father Joel in the late Richard Donner's Superman, it wasn't so much that Brando was disinterested in this movie in particular, but that he couldn't muster much enthusiasm for anything he starred in at all. In 1975, Brando finally signed on to appear in the movie though, but only after handing a literal laundry list of demands to Warner Brothers, including a $3.7 million salary for a supporting role running less than 20 minutes, compared to Reeves' own $250,000 salary as the title character. Yeah. <laughs> Someone got the shot end of the stick there. Brando also insisted upon 11.75% of the overall box office, which he planned to put towards a 13-part miniseries focused on Native Americans in the US, which was a series that never got made. Other stipulations included a guarantee his shooting wouldn't exceed 12 days and that he wouldn't have to remember any dialogue, with cue cards instead being used on set. Also, due to a warrant being out for his arrest in Italy, where the film was initially supposed to be shot, he necessitated production being moved to England. Because Brando was admittedly a one-of-a-kind titan of an actor whose sheer electric presence would guarantee a certain interest in the film, Warner Brothers accepted every single one of his demands. But these outstanding working conditions did little to boost Brando's on-set enthusiasm, as co-star Christopher Reeve accused him of phoning it in a few years later. Number 2. Alec Guinness demanded a doubled salary, 2% of George Lucas's royalties, and no publicity. Star Wars. It's no secret at all that Alec Guinness didn't have much regard for the Star Wars franchise, and only ended up signing up for the quote-unquote fairy tale rubbish, as he himself described it, after hurling a frankly absurd list of demands at George Lucas. First and foremost, he asked Lucas to double his original base salary, and because he actually did believe the film would be a commercial success, insisted upon a 2% slice of Lucas's own royalties. Guinness also declared that he wouldn't do any publicity for the film whatsoever either. Hilariously though, Lucas was desperate enough to have an actor of Guinness's caliber involved that he ended up saying yes. Though Guinness continued to disparage the quality of the movie script in subsequent years, he was nevertheless credited by Lucas with contributing massively to the film's success, resulting in the director raising the actor's cut of his own royalties up to 2.5%, which producer Gary Kurtz later revised back down to 2.25%. Guinness's opinion of the Star Wars phenomenon seemed to warm in the later years of his life though, and recently his estate was estimated to have made almost $100 million from that original agreement. Number 1. Liam Neeson demanded $20 million, Taken 3 Liam Neeson has enjoyed one of the most unexpected career resurgences in recent Hollywood history, reinventing himself as a middle-aged action hero in 2008's hugely successful thriller Taken. For that movie, Neeson was paid just $1 million, though once the film made $226 million on a mere $25 million budget, a sequel was guaranteed, for which Neeson was paid a stonking $15 million to return. Following Taken 2's release, Neeson seemed confident that he wouldn't return for a third film, citing the absurdity of his protagonist's daughter being kidnapped yet again. 
But lo and behold, many months later, Taken 3 was indeed confirmed to be happening with Neeson returning. The reason? Well, the actor wrangled himself the fattest payday of his career by asking for a massive $20 million salary, which per the series' strong commercial performance and sensible budgeting, Fox actually agreed to. Despite this, and the film's woefully negative reviews, Taken 3 still posted $326 million at the box office against a $48 million budget. Neeson has since rubbished murmurs of a fourth film, and considering that seven years have passed since Taken 3 and Neeson will turn 70 next year, it is easier to believe him this time, no matter how much money Fox agrees to dump on his lawn. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.